This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. said no gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I hope you're doing okay. This is a very special type of episode. We're outdoors, and so you might occasionally hear some sound of nature, and I don't want that to scare you or to agitate you. If you hear a bird or a police helicopter, that's a bonus. That's free of charge. Most other podcasts will not be giving you that. So enjoy it. You're not going to get that that often, even on this podcast. And the other thing that's very exciting about this episode is you're going to be hearing a familiar voice in just moments, a voice that you hear, you just heard. The person who wrote and sings our theme song and a lot of more important songs, Amy Mann. Amy, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you so much, Bridger. Amy, how are you doing? You know, I think the standard COVID answer is like hanging in there. Right. And as we were just discussing, um, I've sort of recently come down with, I don't know if that's the term, <laughs> um, developed uh, a migraine uh, disorder, which um, now I'm understanding is means some kind of basically like brain malfunction that just causes all sorts of weird symptoms. And, oh. and in my case, it's not. It's not like really a headache. It's sort of a dizzy, dizzy feeling. It feels like a constant hangover. And also like the symptoms just get there. Symptoms just sort of develop like they just add on. You're like, oh, oh, this is great. Now I can't look at a, my phone screen or I right. get sick or, you know, computer screen or, oh, I can't watch TV anymore. Oh, oh great. Because <laughs> it's not at all a pandemic <laughs> that you have to try to kill time on Netflix with. Yeah, yeah so that's, you know, it, so it's up and down. Um, right. When did this uh, develop? It was like six months ago. Okay, so you, you've just been hanging in with this migraine for basically COVID. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did, you know, I had a few, I had like four, I had four months where I felt like, oh, good, time off. And then I could to... do, I was like doing a lot of work and right. writing and doing a lot of stuff. Um, Just and enjoying this, the pandemic in general. <laughs> this means like I literally can't do anything. <laughs> it's 
it's kind of crazy. I can walk and I can drive. Right. I'm trying to here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna count my blessings. Right. I can walk and drive and I can read some. Reading for me. I mean, I made this. Uh, connection recently with migraines when I had one recently. I mean, it is the sickness that you can't be entertained. So oh it's God. just, you it's just so literally have to suffer. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely terrible. I mean, that's part of the reason you're here in my backyard rather than, I mean, God bless Zoom, but it is a terrible service. So this is a bit of a blessing that we get to see each other oh, yeah. in three dimensions. I can't stare at a Zoom screen. That's, no. that's a nightmare. Yeah. That's a large part of my job right now is being on Zoom meetings. And so when I had a migraine, I just had to, at 11 a.m., go into the bedroom and close my computer. And how long, how long just uh, excuse the migraine talk. Um, for your <laughs> this regular, is the migraine cast. Your, your regular listeners. <laughs> um, how long does yours last? Mine... So far, and knock on wood, this is as bad as they ever get, is uh, once a year, usually in the fall, I think maybe do fall or winter, Some due to the winter change, yeah, or the weather change, I get it for about a day. Okay. And usually they come at night and then I can just sleep it off. But this recent one was alarming because it was basically two hours after waking up, so I couldn't even sleep through it. Yeah. It was just uh, go and lay down and be miserable. Mine's worse at night, but it means I can't sleep. Th- I can't sleep. Oh, or like oh, that's I, awful. If I could sleep sitting up, which is really not easy. Yeah. It's really, <laughs> it's really like how it's just logistically impossible. Yeah. I, um, and speaking of all of this, this was an interesting, I felt very close to you the second, the day after the migraine, I, the migraine had essentially gone away, but I was still having a hard time looking at screens. And you recently gifted Jim and I, my boyfriend, uh, a copy of Bachelor Number Two on vinyl. And it was in my office. And I placed it over my computer screen. It was the only thing, the only appropriate <laughs> size thing to cover the screen. So I was able to continue to communicate with my coworkers, but I was looking at your album that cover. That is hilarious. And I'm so glad to have been of, of help. It in felt this, like a real migraine matter. gift that you had <laughs> given me. So I uh, really appreciate that. Speaking of Jim, the way we met was kind of interesting. Do you remember anything about this? We were at a party. And you and I had followed each other on Twitter for a while, but we didn't know each other. Was it at an ice cream place? No, it was at a pizza party. That's, uh, of course, I can't eat pizza. <laughs> yeah, like so you were the, miserable. Yeah, I'm one of those people with like a hundred allergies, which I think is also <laughs> migraine related. But, oh, I bet it is. Yeah. But yeah, Jim and I were sitting there and he said, oh, is that Amy Mann? And I said, yes, leave her alone. Yeah. Don't talk to her. <laughs> Because I didn't want to bother you. Oh, I remember the... Oh, yes. Of yes, course. Yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah. He immediately just, just... Oh, we have a leaf falling on the table. It's an omen. It's a beautiful, long piece of leaves. Uh, but Jim immediately beelined over to you, as he does with everyone, and just started chatting. And now we've been friends for a couple of years. I was so glad, by the way, because I had... There was no one I knew there, and I right. had no one to talk to. And I always, <laughs> and like I couldn't even look busy by eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually my move is to just find some food to at least look like you've got something going on in your life. Exactly. But if you've got a gluten intolerance or something, uh, you can't yeah. even, you have a glass of water. No gluten, no dairy, now no red wine. Uh, like it's literally it's just, life is the over. The walls are closing in. <laughs> it really is. 
I know. And then when you read about the migraine diet, it's like no beans, no, like no no food that are, that's like more than a day old. Like what? That's everything. You can't have leftovers. You have to become a farmer and just take everything straight from the field. It's like every, the only fruit, no oranges, no citrus. The the only fruit left is apples. Like I can't even tell you. How? Are you getting into like so the of varieties of apples? No, it's just like, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm just, just shove a, I'm hungry, so I guess I'll just shove my fourth apple of the day in. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. What sort of apple are you eating? Uh, today is Braeburn. Oh, I've never heard of a Braeburn. It's just like whatever was at Lassen's. Just grabbed a few. <laughs> Is a Braeburn it's sweet a or mealy. tart? It's oh, sweet, no. but I had to say with a little mealy, which I think just means it's probably older. Right. More than a day old. It's more than it's a day old. It's off diet. <laughs> I want the migraine diet to become like a diet that sweeps the nation. I can't even tell you. It's literally every food. and then <laughs> But they also don't agree. So like when I could search the web, like trying to find more information, like, you know, some bananas and pineapple and all citrus is... And like oh. avocado. Avocado? avocado. These are such mild things. I know. Gluten, dairy. So it's wh- literally vinegar. Oh. Enjoy eating your lettuce straw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I can at least on some level see vinegar because it is a strong flavor. So I yeah. can be like, well, maybe there's something stronger than it, in it. But with an avocado, uh, oh, what, there's a, what did an avocado ever do? All right. So what are you eating? What's a normal... I just, diet day I just eat for like you. a lot of chicken. My my husband, uh, Michael Penn, excellent chef me, and musician, Michael Penn, uh, figured out a recipe for a gluten free bread that didn't. Oh, like all the additives to like the xanthan gum and gorgon, oh, right. like that's all forbidden. So he so he's making me bread. So like the bread and apples and chicken uh-huh. and like broccoli that's like literally all i'm eating it's just like what it's essentially the food pyramid the little images you see in the food pyramid exactly just they can't mix together they've got to be more than i mean less than a day old dry leaves of lettuce well migraines are very sick of food it's such a weird mysterious ailment i i feel like somebody's got to clamp down on that that's a shark tank pitch if i've ever heard one yeah there's some new discoveries we can cut this out i know i'm really like no, I'm a migraine bore. Um, <laughs> I think it's a very interesting topic because it's like one of these, the few things that we don't know what causes it's it really. So, such a weird mystery. And what I what I d- recently discovered is that there's a protein called CGRP that is also, that, that that's the thing that causes that inflammation. Right. Um, you know, which is sort of present in the, you know, migraine storm or whatever, surge or whatever it is. But that's also what happens in COVID when, you know, when the body sort of overreacts and, and, and you know, fills up your lung, lungs with fluid and everything. Right. Um, so one of the treatment, one of the new treatments is monoclonal antibodies, which is also a treatment for COVID. So oh. I started doing that. I know. So I'm really excited. Like, please let this be the miracle cure. Right. Just let me like be able to watch TV yes. like for an a- a- the length of a movie. I don't think that that's asking too much. No. When it's truly the only thing we can do right now, you yeah. should be able to watch a television program. Oh, yeah. And I'm like the crazy person wearing sunglasses in the drugstore now because the <laughs> fluorescent lights are just murder. Fluorescent lights, even without a migraine, even will without, cause a headache. Yeah. It's the worst type of light we've developed. Yeah. We've got a, sh- a CVS oh, lighting situation it. is just agony for me. Yeah. Remember when, like back when 
Trump was like going on and on about light bulbs. Like they won't let you have the light bulbs. Like now I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of on his side. This is where we find out that you've gone mega. <laughs> kind of on the side, like bring back the incandescent light bulb. Amy is walking around the pharmacy with a red hat on, <laughs> screaming at the employees. Lighting, we do need to, we need to clamp down on that. If we could just capture the energy of the sun in a light bulb. Just get some nice natural lighting for all of us. Yeah. That's all I ask how, for. How could it? It can't be that hard. It can't be that get difficult. NASA or the Space Force on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, Amy, have you ever been in a public feud? I will tell you that I had, there was a little, I mean, I can't even call this a feud because it was supposed to be a joke. But when when I I was nominated for for an, an Oscar for the um, for the song Save Me right. uh, for Magnolia, um, the movie Magnolia, and I was up against Phil Collins, and I like and I did a, an interview about it and as a joke. I was like, I always thought it would be really funny to you know like when they have the camera on you to like like really get mad <laughs> right. and go sort of, uh, and you know be visibly angry and upset. Of course, I actually I said it, I said it at a show, and then and then of course like somebody reported mm-hmm. it because it's like hot news. Like I don't really <laughs> me like who is even paying attention to what I'm saying at a show, but you know. But then it like got printed in Us magazine, right? Like, you know, Amy Mann is like furious at, or like it's going to cause a scene, or so it was something like that. <laughs> so then I did, you know, we. Then we did see like Phil Collins backstage, like kind of like very unamused look. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't really rise to the level of feud, but it was publicly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Phil I Collins. was like, no, it's a joke. Don't you get it? Because it's, they always have the camera on people and no, and everybody's gracious. Right. Would it be funny if there's one person who, no. I think thought, even in the moment people would get it. Yeah. No one, no one thought that was funny. Also in this territory, something I'm always curious to ask you, and I feel like in more in this interview type context, do you have a least favorite song? Do I do. You, oh, I want to hear it. I do. I have two that vie for worst song. <laughs> and one is Come On Eileen. Oh, interesting. I have, And I have a lot of friends who love that song. I don't understand. It's just so, <laughs> it's, oh, it's just... There's a timbre to it that is grating and possibly I'm influenced by the visual of like the shirtless overall from the video from the 80s. And then Ebony and Ivory. Wait, do I know Ebony and Ivory? It's Paul McCartney and Steve. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, but that's kind of famously one of his worst songs. God God bless him. I mean, because Paul McCartney is like the quintessential genius of our time. Right. But it just didn't. That feels like a huge misfire. Too treacly. Yeah. Right. I mean, and when you're Paul McCartney, occasionally you can just absolutely release a devastating song. Yeah. You've built up enough goodwill. You can lay a few eggs and... Right. Still, <laughs> it's still coast, and he's still moving. He's still. He just put out a new album, yeah. right? I'm. That makes me happy. Good right. for him. He's someone who just seems to enjoy doing it. So he's just so musically astute. I'm. I'm more and more impressed with him as the the older I get. So I just realize like how effortlessly great he is. Right. Well, I mean, I can kind. Of, I like "Come On, Eileen," I, but I can absolutely see why the relentless. It's just like its jolliness is like intrusive. It's, it's like somebody forcing you to drink four beers in a row. Like it has that like. <laughs> it's just too. 
<laughs> no, that makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I think my absolute least favorite song is Red Red Wine by UB40. That comes up a lot. Oh, it does? It does. Oh, that makes me feel much more it comfortable. It comes up a lot. I mean, in that, if you were a touring musician, there is inevitably going to be times in the front lounge where people start taking a poll as to what you think the worst song ever written right. was. And Red 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 Wine is definitely... And Lady in Red also. Oh, Lady in Red is pretty Lady rough, too. Lady in Red. I made a playlist of uh, my least favorite songs recently. Oh, and then I playlist? thought, to that's what for, end? No, no, that's to the end that it needs to happen. But then I was like, if I share this, it just is... It's furthering their devastation on humanity. I don't want to share this. It feels like a secret formula I have to hide away or something. I They're want, all so bad. I wonder if we would agree on... Every, I wonder if there's a song on there that I secretly like. Oh, I would. Lo- I should. I should have come with a list. I. Fe- I mean, I feel like uh, "Life Is a Highway" is definitely on the top of the list. Any version of "Life Is a Highway" it has it has its points. I can find points in "Life Is a Highway." Good points. You know what? It's a jam. It is certainly not a jam. <laughs> Everything it represents is horrible. I love how outraged you are. That that intro with the guitar, I'm just immediately in a horrible mood. I'm imagining the jackasses listening to it. I mean... So life is not a highway. Life is certainly not a highway. <laughs> and even if it is, we didn't didn't need a song about it. I Wait mean, a minute. In what way? Now I have to refresh my memory. In what way is life a highway? Because um, you have to ride You want to ride it all night long. Which doesn't make Nobody any wants sense. Nobody to ride a highway all night long. I can't relate to that in any way. It should be like, life is a pony. You want to ride it all night long. See, I've already approved it. <laughs> or life is an ambling street, neighborhood street. Occasionally yeah. you go through areas that aren't as comfortable. Sometimes there are nice, you know, fall leaves. Uh, you get to go at your own speed. If you go too fast, people are in danger. That feels right to me. But if you're just life, you're not constantly going 70 miles an hour. That I mean, that's uh, this is written by someone on cocaine. Yeah, where his highway is a different highway because he is driving in a different car. And <laughs> yes, he is, he is fueled by different substances. That is a Corvette song, yeah. and uh, the whole Corvette genre, I think, is not really my speed. Yeah. Oh, I oh, bad to the bone, but that's an obvious one. Yeah. Oh, I I should have written down the list. We'll have to. We're going to swap at some point because I'd like to hear. I feel like you can't. Def- I mean, the fact that you're defending life as a highway is a little shocking to me. You no, know, I try to find the good points. Like, does it have a part of it that I like? Does it have a lyric? You know, right. Like an Eddie Money song. Oh, Eddie Two Money. Two Tickets to Paradise? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know I'm a hater, though. Like, You're absolutely a I hater. I mean, in general, I'm a hater, but I do, you know... I'll give I'll give somebody their due, you know. If there's like a little piece of melody that I like, wow, there'll be like a Bob Seger song I enjoy. Bob Seger, I can see. I'm I'm now just going to. I just want to see if there are any others. I'm gonna see if I can find this list really quick. It's worth the wait. Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, in general, I don't like to slag other. Okay, these are safe to slag. Jack and Diane. What do you think of Jack and Diane? Oh yeah, yeah. Pu. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Born to be wild. Uh, you know, nostalgic reasons. Oh, I hate to say it, but it's Phil no- Collins is on here. <laughs> Another day in paradise. 
I should probably not be doing this. Uptown Funk. I'm sorry. I, now, this is not Amy. I, what about Uptown Girl? Uptown Girl is... That's pretty it, rough. Yeah, that song I can like tolerate, but is definitely bordering on absolute terror for I've me. really come to like Billy Joel in the last few years. He's, I think Billy Joel is an amazing Oh, he's such force, a great songwriter. Right? Yeah. I mean, and he... Did he... Is it true he stopped writing music and... Yeah. That's an interesting, yeah, admirable in some ways. He, yeah, he's done. He had it. He had enough. Right. I think some people just need to know when to stop. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it's not doing it for you. I, I think he wrote some, like, classical, if that's the word, pieces. Right. You know, instrumental pieces. Um, so maybe he just got, you know, wanted to move on. Right, right. And expand. And just tour. Or contract. Relentlessly tour. He expanded and then he contracted. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like, I mean, we'll get into more of these songs off the podcast because I, you never know. I mean, oh, I'm so tempted to just go through this whole list, but we have to move on. I do want to talk about, we're going to get to another thing here, but, and this is a gift-based podcast and something you have the ability to do as a gift is write people's songs, which you did for Jim. For Jim? Yes, for his birthday. I totally forgot. You wrote. I I totally forgot. I wrote him a song for his birthday. Yes. That was about you. Right. It was about your relationship. It was about the, you know, we've been together for about six years now. Well, that's what we say. But there is, it's actually, we've been, we were together for about two years and then we're broken up for about five minutes and then started our new era. And uh, we were on vacation. We were in England and we got in a, I think we were both very tired and got in a fight over like what breakfast restaurant we wanted to eat at. It's a good, it's a good thing to fight over. And we were sitting there and we essentially said, we're not in a relationship anymore. And for whatever reason, I said to Jim, I'm now on vacation with a man I know. (laughs) (laughs) And and then, uh, I mean, that is the greatest line of all time. Thankfully I I said it because it, it, I mean, it made him laugh. I, I, on some level, I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but then our relationship was healed, and then this song came of it, and you wrote a whole song called I'm on Vacation with a Man I Know. It's just the greatest line. That song writes itself. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> the song is really spectacular. But that, to me, I'm so deeply jealous, because for me to write that one song would take decades of my life. Well, you know, it's just you develop a... That's like the language you speak in when you speak it all the time. Right. You know, it's just like learning to do math or something. Yeah. Or, you know, if like a, like an artist, I, you know, I think you start translating your thoughts and feelings into, you know, visual ideas. I mean, I imagine it's kind of the same. Right. But it does require some innate ability, which is. I think it requires some innate ability, but I, I did not start out being one of those musicians who, you know, just picked up a guitar and learned how to play you know, figured out how to play Beatles songs because I had such a great ear. That was not me. Like, it's, right. uh, you know, I, I'm one of those people who learned and loved to learn and practiced and, and then got better. Yeah, you are someone who loves to learn new things because yeah, you're always figuring out how to, like, you've been learning to draw more mm-hmm. during the pandemic. That, to me, I, I admire the ability to just see a skill you want and then chase it. Yeah. But you're I also think it's a little unfair for you because you're just good at a lot of things naturally. Well, I've been trying to learn how to draw for 
you know, for years and years, you know, there was a point where my, my bass player is a really good cartoonist and we would sketch together. And, you know, I look at those sketches and, you know, they're just not, I mean, he said like, if you fill this, fill this notebook up and it'll be, but you'll be better at the end of it. I mean, it's just, it's a matter of practice, like everything. Right. And then, you know, sometimes like looking at other cartoonists to see how they solve certain problems. And, and I, you know, I think if I really applied myself, I would be, I would be better. But, you know, again, like that was what I was doing at the start of the pandemic. And, but the concentrating on drawing is, is like a migraine trigger. Like I can't, I can't do it right now. And can we talk about part of the reason you're learning to draw your project coming up? Yeah. I mean, come, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to it right now. Well, who knows when? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm working on a graphic memoir. It's so great. You know, I sketched out the the first chapter and then that's when I, when I got sick. So, you know, it's marinating. I mean, I, I, to be honest, like I do think rummaging around in your past, which is, I don't know how you feel about your past, but almost everything in my past is a it's like a, a bummer. And so like when I think about it, it actually, it is kind of hard because you have to sort of put yourself back into a situation and remember what it was like and try to reconstruct events. And, and I, I have to say like it, I wondered if it was like a little stressful. Right. And that sort of contributed to my thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. Looking back at your past, you have to both be an observer of it and feel it when you're trying to create something. Yeah. I think that's a, frustrating, stressful feeling to have. Yeah. You can't just go back and look at it and feel bad, but you can't also go back and just clinically look at it. So it's a tricky thing. Yeah, exactly. Or just sort of reliving the story or like looking at certain things that happen with new perspective going, God, that is really sad, you know? (laughs) I kind of, uh, my past, I kind of try to look at in like 10 year increments. I give myself a pass every 10 years. I'm like, if it's more than 10 years ago, whatever I was, that's a different person. Yeah. So I can look at it a little bit easier. Yeah, I get that. I look back through some notebooks, you know, it's very sporadic diary keeper. And when I did write in a journal, it was just all, almost always about some terrible relationship. Right. So you're like, oh my God, is it this dumb guy again? Like, you well, again. we broke up and this time it's for re- like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm in my thirties. Like, it's not <laughs> like I'm not a kid. Right. It's just so like, oh, can't I, why couldn't I make better choice? And like, I couldn't, you know, like that was the best I could do. But you're just, you know, you know, you just want to go back and make different decisions, uh, <laughs> deal with things in a different way, and you can't. It's very frustrating. Well, this is my trick. Is in my journal, I just wrote what I had for dinner that day and nothing else, and so I just forget everything else that's, that's going on yeah. in my life, and the past just fades away, and soon I just won't remember the pain <laughs> or the agony unless it was a bad meal. So yeah, that meal really, <laughs> you really kept track of. Uh, what to eat, what not to eat. Right. Well, I don't want to veer away. I, well, I guess I do. I guess what we're going to, because you brought something here, and this isn't really my fault. You know, this is this podcast is called I Said No Gifts, and we've arranged for you to be in my backyard and all these things. And so I, I asked you to do this with just the simple request, Amy, don't bring me a gift. I know you... I know you're a generous person, but please, this one time, leave it be. 
And yet you show up today holding a bag. Well, I have some excuses. First of all, I want to say that my my husband said, you don't need to bring him anything. You wrote a song for him. <laughs> well, Michael, <laughs> look. <laughs> She's just explained to us that writing a song is as easy as brushing her teeth. <laughs> and then, you know, but it's like there's a holiday that is happening. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, while we're here, while you're here, should I open it here on the podcast? Should I explain? I love when people explain their gifts beforehand, <laughs> yes. but I do have to. <laughs> it's up to you. I have to... so many explanations. First of all, because it's a pandemic, so I can't go to a store. Right. I can't look online to order a thing. So my gift is shopping the storage space. <laughs> I love shopping in the storage yeah. space. And this was a thing that this is one of a thing that I uh, for a while collected and absolutely loved. So it's not a piece of garbage, Bridger. It might be cat hair. Yeah, it's a clump of cat hair <laughs> that I've combed out. <laughs> <laughs> Made an afghan. Yeah. It's mostly in the form of a ball, but there's like a couple of <laughs> strands that I spun. Gum wrappers, this um, kind of thing. Yeah, so that's why. So, so I shopped my storage space. I love to shop the storage space. I uh, Jim recently found something in our uh, office, and he said, "I can't believe you got me this gift." And I was like, "What? I don't remember getting you a gift." And then he told me what it was. And I wish I had been quicker on my feet and I would have just given it to him as a gift. Yeah. But now it, he knows that it was just something from another event. <laughs> we just own this thing. So, well, let's see what what's inside this here. This may not remotely be your taste, but I'm taking a chance. Okay, let's give it a shot. I'm going to freak out if it's not my taste. You will be leaving the podcast. <laughs> While you're opening, I do want to say that to your audience that uh, that you had some some suggestions for the lyrics oh, of the sure. song of the 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 theme song and you I remember specifically you wanted the singer to be more angry about how they <laughs> like I said no gifts like can you make it like so they're mad that like they dis, were disobeyed and you did like, a perfect job with it <laughs> which by the way the uh, the final line of the song uh, disobey me uh, my friend Leela texted me a while ago and she the first time she heard it, she thought uh, the lyric was, how can you dance with a baby? <gasps> how so, can you dance with a baby? It's a great question. And then she covered the song and sent it to me. So now I have two versions, one about a baby and one oh, the I official version. Wait, oh my. This is beautiful. This is a mask. <laughs> it's gorgeous, right? Wait, what kind of mask is this? It's a it's an African mask. I think the tribe is Mali. And I used to collect African masks. I mean, I, you know. Because finally, I just bought some. I had so many. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You have right. to stop. Because you know how it is when you collect. You're like, oh my god, this. There's another, different, a different example of it that's even more beautiful. This is. Um, where did you get this? In Boston, this was like in the 80s. Um, there was a, a store that just sold kind of little art objects, like right, you know, like that. This is an almost uh, like just so... Jim Carrey's The Mask. I place <laughs> place this on and become a like CG creation. This is so you have a lot of these at home, just in your storage space. Yeah, I do. Well, there we we painted the wall, so like we had to take them down, but right. we're going to put put them back up. And um, you know, and I had uh, just more 
more than Michael will allow me to put on the wall, quite frankly. <laughs> he has a very strict number of masks yeah. that he can have on the wall. Yeah. When I, when I recorded my um, the first record, my band, Till Tuesday, we right. recorded at a place called Bearsville in Woodstock. And in the hall, they had African mask, and and that's where I got that's where I sort of oh got the you know got the yen because I just thought they're so interesting, right? And I love like you know from area to area the the style of the of the faces are so they're so different. And have you like read about these? Have you uh, done some? A little, not not that much. <laughs> I mean, I just thought they were beautiful. You know, they really are stunning. I mean, it's like, and I just uh, like faces. I thought this was interesting because it's got pounded, like uh, figured metal, and right. it has almost like a medieval look to it. Yeah, almost like Roman or yeah. something. Like the nose feels very Greek very or Aquiline, Roman or yeah. something. I mean, it's stunning. So. You started collecting these in the 80s. Yeah. And before the internet, I would have no idea how to track down particular objects. Like, what what was your initial thing trying to find masks? It was just this, this one this one store. You that, just happened that upon had it and yeah. they had them. Yeah. I was their best customer. I, like, literally bought everything. You know, like, they would, you know, just every week I would come in and then they'd have more stuff. And, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, how many ballpark would you say you own at this point? Twelve. Twelve masks. Yeah. And is that like over the decades or was it like a concentrated gathering and then I'm done gathering masks? Yeah, I was thinking mostly, yeah, probably a period of over a period of a couple of years. Okay. Do you collect anything else now or is this? Not now. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying to get rid of stuff, but like, right. God, once you have it, you know, it's really hard to give it away. Yes. Unless, um, you know, you've got to find some more podcasts to go on. Yeah. Yeah. Just, this should be your new thing. There's a point where I collected fossils. Why? Fossils. Like, why? I don't, you know, like you just, it's the collecting mind. I just think it's like that obsessive mind and you see a thing and you think it's cool and you're like, I just have to. I have to have them all. Like, right. I have it's to have like different the completion. Ones. Like, yeah, the I completion. need the, col- the complete set now. And with a thing like fossils, good luck. Yeah, right. Uh, what sort of fossils were you getting? Um, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> like, you know, I think I, I think it might have been the same store. Okay. Because you know, they just had all sorts of interesting things. And For me, uh, like a fish fossil doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care to see a fish fossilized, but we get into other animals, that sort of thing. I can get into it. Those snail things. The snail things, obviously, any level of prehistoric dinosaur. Some kind of pterodactyl. This, yeah, if like I can get a full size pterodactyl. If, if it's not pterodactyl, don't even <laughs> forget about don't it. Don't even bring it around. I live in a museum. And then the other thing I collected, like these three collections of no. Or there's a couple more things because I like definitely went, I'm one of those people like who go into a, you know, an antique store or thrift shop and it's like, oh, it's old. Like that's <laughs> all, I literally all I require. <laughs> any era, any talk. But so Stuffed Santas was. The, oh, yeah. Stuffed Santas. Yeah. there. I was on tour one time and went into, you know, like, like a thrift store and there was a Stuffed Santa there and my tour manager was like wait till tomorrow. Like you don't, you know, you don't want to load up on stuff. It's like the first day of tour or whatever. <laughs> and so then I was just thinking about this adorable little stuffed Santa all night. Like I went back and it was gone. Oh, you're so kidding. that just was like, oh my God, I have this search, like the Holy Grail of like the perfect stuffed Santa. I, I mean, I probably have 25. Oh, wow. I have a lot. Do you There's, put them around the house during the holidays? Um, I, we used to just keep them around. 
But I mean, my God, we have so much stuff. You've been to our house. Yeah, you do. But, but I mean, I've never seen an out of place stuffed Santa. No, I because we, we did a bunch of construction. So we put stuff away and I never right. brought it back out because it's just, you know, they're it's just too much. We have too much. <laughs> like, we got to winnow it down. You and Michael are surprising to me because you're two of the few people I know who have kind of real adult interests and things like this. But there are a few surprises. Like, for example, you love Disneyland. Especially with Michael. Right. Know. Michael, like, yeah. he's a very, uh, he has a great sense of humor, but he's also like, if you just were speaking to, you didn't know him that well, you would think he's a very serious person. Yeah. And he, so the first time I learned that he loves Disneyland, I was like, oh, he's kidding. He can be very intimidating. Cause he, right. Yeah. Because he's extremely intelligent and also is not afraid to give his opinion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is definitely not afraid to give his opinion. You know, he loves he loves to, if I have like a, you know, a doctor thing or insurance thing, he, he loves to be the guy to, he's like, give me the phone. I want to like, go, I want to <laughs> yell, I'll yell at them. He loves to like, Tell people they're not doing their job right. That's what Jim uh, posits himself as in the relationship. But really, when push comes to shove, he'll, he'll be like, I'll call them. I'll yell at them. Never happens. He calls really? them and he's perfectly nice. So I'm like, but you I know can't do he, that. Yeah, but you know he... I don't know. It's easier to be nice when you know you were willing to yell. That's true. Yeah. You didn't push me to yelling. And so... I'm happy to deal with you. So you, uh, are you just like, you just avoid your... Oh, absolutely. You're just like, you know what? I don't need it that much after all. Yeah, that's me. I'll put it off as at least as long as possible to the point that something breaks. Yeah. Something emotionally or physically, literally, or uh, I'll just let it fall away and my life is worse because of it and I just deal with it. Yeah. I rarely will confront yeah, it's not uh, so my I guess uh, Jim talks a big game, and then usually doesn't quite land on what he was telling me he'd do, but takes care of it. So I guess that there's some value in that. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Well, back to the unanswered question. Yes, Michael does uh, love Disneyland, and he loves Disneyland because I think actually because he used to go as a as a kid because his father was a director, and there was some like directors. Guild, um, you know, f- gets in free day oh, right, or something right. like that. But um, he also he loves it because it's very well art directed because they did their job right. Yes. Sure. I mean, once he yeah. explained, it, I was like, oh, th- of course, yeah. this is Michael loves this because Disneyland is the ultimate example of art direction and yeah. people like staying on top of every detail at all times. Yeah. So did he kind of introduce you to this and you found you enjoyed it? I had been um, I had been before a long time ago. Uh-huh. But um, but then there there's some some friends of ours and and their kids like we we went and we started going every year right and that was fun because it's nice to have a couple of kids around right yeah it gets going, a little weird if it's just adults I've gone just with it like adults before and it can be uh, especially if the other person's not great at conversation you're in line for hours yeah silence. Uh, it can be a difficult experience. Got to do the fast pass. Right, you got to do the fast pass. Yeah. But ultimately, you've got to take a child, or you're gonna you're gonna be there for two hours and want to get out. Yeah, agree. I don't know. Why don't we play a game? Oh, okay. Do you want to play a game called Gift Master or Gift or a Curse? Let's do Gift or a Curse. Okay. This is. I feel like this will be a good game for you. Okay. I need a number between one and ten. Eight. 
Okay, I have to do a, some light calculating. Okay. And so while I'm calculating, you can do whatever you want with the time. You can promote something. You can recommend something. Oh. Truly do. And I, I, I feel like you should... If you don't promote something, I'm going to come back on and promote things for you because I feel like you're not... What do I have to promote? Oh, I, I put out a re-release of a record of mine called Bachelor Number 2 that you referenced earlier that uh, is um, also has songs from the Magnolia soundtrack on it because they were all recorded at the same time, so I always thought they should be on the same record. Um, it's uh, remastered. It has new liner notes. And uh, what else? I don't know. I don't have anything else to promote. I calculated. I was very efficient and that managed to get it. Yeah, that's a great, uh, great self-promotion. I think that people should go out and get that. And also, mental illness is a couple of years old now, but still. We didn't press that many, so I don't even know if there are any left. So it's well, kind of sad well to promote that. Go to the but, scalpers. Yeah. <laughs> Enrich scalpers. Yeah. Um, there, yeah, we may, you know, press up more at some point. Oh, you should. It's a beautiful album and a ni- very nice packaging, too. But um, this game, Gift or a Curse, I'm going to name three things. And you have to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Okay. And there are, I have to be as clear as possible, there are correct answers. Okay. So you can fail, and then you're going to drive home in shame. That's my usual mode of driving. <laughs> um, number one, Gift or a Curse, Range Rovers. I'm not super familiar with Range Rovers, but I'm going to say Curse because I feel like they're, at this point, too big for the road. Nobody needs, we don't need big SUVs anymore. Excellent. Amy? (laughs) Excellent. You've done it. Range Rovers (laughs) are absolutely a curse. Great. Why why are we still making them? I don't know. Do they still make the Hummers? Those giant ones? I think Hummers coming back as an electric car, to be honest. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) It's still a big, giant piece of junk. But But with a Range Rover, I just feel like you should know better. Yeah. These people, I mean, it's an expensive thing. I don't know. For me, it's uh, the car of people who, like, acknowledge climate change is real, but think that everybody else should do something about it. I... I think there's one other thing that that's like good marketing and and you don't I mean, it's almost propaganda like you don't realize that this is the way you're thinking, because this happened to me in the 90s when I bought um, a Ford Explorer. Oh, sure. You know, because I thought like, well, it'll you know, like I'm schlepping equipment around. Right. And like it has like an outdoorsy woods. Yes. And like, well, because that's what you saw in the commercial. It was driving through a forest. I know, it was driving the forest. <laughs> like there's nothing ecological about a, ra- a, a Ford Explorer. <laughs> yeah, any SUV, the commercial should be them circling parking lots trying to find a parking oh my space. God. That that's truth in advertising. Totally, totally agree. But like after the fact, I realized like, oh, this is why you didn't question that. Right. Because you thought that you were buying some outdoorsy, sporty thing. Yeah. I feel like those Ford Explorers were even like in like a forest green color. You would often yeah. see them in that. It was like everything was in their power yeah, it was to like make a it feel Saharan like a Saharan tan, you know, deserty right. tan. As if it's running on sand and sun. <laughs> it's 30 miles to the gallon. 30 is no. generous. No, no. Like, it's probably like 18. Yeah, 18. <laughs> I think you're right, 18. Okay, well, you've nailed number one. Let's see. Number two. This is a listener's suggestion from someone named Rita. Rita has suggested, gift or a curse, joint birthday parties. Curse. (laughs) Why? I don't... 
because no one wants to share their birthday, give them a minute. <laughs> and also, there should be a moratorium on having a birthday within six weeks of Christmas. Oh, certainly. Like if you certainly. have, if your birthday is in December, that you just move it up a month. Yes. It's just happened automatically. My sister's uh, birthday is December 14th. And fortunately, she and I have just come to the agreement that we don't give each other Christmas presents anymore. Yeah. So I'm able to just give her birthday presents because I'm not thinking of pre double presents. I, I don't have, no. I can barely deal oh with the God, one barely. occasion. Yeah. Joint birthday parties. You think people need a little bit of space. Yeah. Amy, I hate to say it, <laughs> you're wrong, but I'm coming at this joint birthday parties as the as guest. The, yeah, as the guest. As the guest, this is... Uh, Double it up. Yeah. Two birds with one stone. Right. I'm go showing up. I socialize with whoever. Maybe I get to see two different friend groups that in one location. And uh, I think it's an absolute... I mean, as the guest, as the host, I think it's probably a curse. As the yeah. birthday boy or girl. Nobody wants to buy two presents, as you said. It's like hard <laughs> enough to come up with one every, you know, couple of months or so. Right. For your various friends. I mean, I'm, I am I think we're just seeing this from very different viewpoints. We're six feet apart, and so that might be uh, altering how our opinion on the it's joint really birthday party is. It. <laughs> okay, so you've gotten one out of two. We've got one left. Everything rides on this last one. Uh, yeah, everything rides on this. This is also from a listener named Jenna, and this is called Gift or, or this is a Gift or a Curse, Dessert Hummus. Dessert Ew. Hummus. I don't even know what that is, but no. That's <laughs> disgusting. I don't know what that is, but sweet hummus? I, uh, I don't know that I've ever had dessert hummus. <laughs> Just leave a thing alone and let it be one thing. Stop trying to repurpose everything like the birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying curse. Curse. Just for the scoreboard, we need a definitive answer. Amy, you're absolutely correct. Dessert hummus, I also have never had a dessert hummus. I love a good old-fashioned hummus. Of course I do. But dessert hummus, is that not just cold frosting? Or but made of chickpeas. Is it still? Ch that's the other question. Yeah, that's Like a, a sweet chickpea? I don't think that that makes any sense. It's bad enough that regular hummus is chickpea. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say throw out hummus altogether and make it, also make it a different sauce. Why not just think of a new word? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what that word could possibly be. Bummus. <laughs> but we don't need to drag hummus into yeah. your... And what are we even dipping in a dessert hummus? I know. I I have so many problems with this idea. I, uh, it does I'm, fall into like I'm the last... spread a sweet chickpea <laughs> on a, like a chunk of bread oh, no. or a cracker. You're not... Cake can't withstand the dip, so that's not happening. No. No dessert that I can think of. Oh, here's an idea. A piece of fruit. <laughs> dip a piece of fruit. Dip an apple. Give it a, you know, but then we're just, if you're really sick of apples, give, give it a zing. This is fondue. Yeah, I don't think that that works. And it does fall into that category, which is probably the last 10 years, which Instagram is largely to blame for, which is trying to make food something you take pictures of or yeah. that is something else. It's uh, the burrito is sushi or the pizza is cake or what have you. And I think I absolutely agree with you. Just let 
everything be its own category. Yeah. Every it already a has good a thing job. doesn't need to be another good thing. Yeah. Dessert hummus. I hope I don't come across it. I don't even know what flavor we're dealing with there. The only thing that makes sense to me is putting. I mean, I don't. I don't want to nauseate the listeners. Like so I'm not even going to get into my ideas for dessert hummus. But it's it feels. Yeah, let's think. Let's think about this. Raspberry hummus. <laughs> bon appetit. Jam. See, I'm just, we just go back to it. But I guess, oh, chickpeas and raspberries, chickpeas and cinnamon. Oh, gross. It's just it's gross. overwhelming to me. Um, too many no's. I mean, hopefully this listener wasn't on the other side of dessert hummus because she's devastated now. She may, uh, She probably runs a... You know what? I bet dessert hummus was on Shark Tank at some point. My yeah. guess is that somebody pitched dessert hummus and Mr. Wonderful loved it. And now it's probably in supermarkets across the country. Not for me. Good luck to all hummuses. <laughs> well, you got two out of three. I've been, That's pretty good. Yeah. You won't be kicked from my backyard. I'll take a solid B. <laughs> yes. Okay, so now we just need two answer some listener questions. This is called I Said No Questions. Mm -hmm. People are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of these people is at rock bottom. They need help. They need answers. So let's read some of these and see if we can help anybody. This is Dear Bridger and Guest. My best friend and I are in, oh, are engaged in a violent birthday gift war. They want to give each other the best gift. Last March, I gave them a basket with original art. A six-pack of Mountain Dew, goldfish and fruit snacks, uh, and handmade knickknacks. This September, they returned the favor with uh, their favorite things, including a T-shirt, which they hand-painted. So now that's the best gift. How do they uh, top this in March? They love theater and baths. The budget is limited, and that's from Kate. The budget is limited and baths and theater. I like to take a bath. And that's it. <laughs> I guess they like... Okay, bath salts. I did it. <laughs> um, I'm terrible at, at gifts. I don't know why. I think if somebody doesn't have any money, that it's like they're great to buy for, but people who are grown up and... Right. It's hard to get somebody who buys everything that they already yeah. have. So, you know, one of those bath caddies that you put across the... Bath I know a guy who takes a lot of baths. And he's got like one of those caddies. He's always Instagramming himself. And, okay, and you're talking about me. Yeah. I'm the bath king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bath caddy and then, you know, a bunch of bath salts. Look. I, I'm of the opinion that five like small things are more fun than one moderately big thing. I think that's usually, if, unless you can think of a, a wonderful like the top perfect, of the line yeah. big thing go you know do the shotgun blast yeah one of these things maybe two of them will appeal to the person yeah and if the other ones fail it doesn't matter they at least got something out of it yeah with theater i don't unfortunately right now you're not getting much out of the theater um when does this air this is january oh, so january. we're still deep in covid there's i'm sure that there are going to be online theater performances like special ticket items oh like a live suggest, stream it was or... like the guy you know the guy who does like all the characters in christmas carol wait i don't theater. know that i can't remember i can't remember his name but but it's like a 50 dollars ticket or something okay yeah so i was going to suggest that but it'll be too late i wonder i'm thinking like uh 
I wonder if they make any of those moisturizing masks that are also in the design of a theater yeah, mask. That's a, oh if they God. don't, that feels like it's something. Terrible. <laughs> the comedy dramedy moisturizing mask. Yes. Oh my God. If somebody hasn't created that yet, I'm on it. I'll be uh, trademarking that and patenting it. Uh, patenting it. But um, that look for those. Go Google comedy dramedy moisturizing mask. I think a, a nice candle with a bath is always good. Oh, candles are so annoying. <laughs> I hate candles. Amy, I've taken two baths this year. With candles? Since uh, since pandemic. I mean, maybe the first two in my adult life. One of them was with a candle, which felt like I was going too far. But I thought, you know what? I think this was in early December. It felt incredible. It felt like I was really treating myself. All I had done was light a match and set a candle yeah. on fire. I'll give you that. I mean, it does feel like you're making an effort. Right. I think there's just some of the scented candles are really like an annoying sense, but you know, I mean, you can always sniff it first and just give it a try. Okay. Here, here, how about this idea? What, find out what their favorite play is right. and then get like an old theater poster. Oh, like, that's or, a great you know, idea. Like one of those smaller theater posters or a playbill or something. The playbill, you get the playbill framed yeah, or exactly. I'm sure that sort of thing is all over eBay. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of uh, kind of tacky theater merchandise that you'll want to avoid. Yeah. But if you go with the poster or playbill, you're getting, you're kind of getting the pure source of the theater. Yeah. Um, and she'll probably be, you know, she's in the bath looking at an old playbill. Yeah, exactly. Be careful. You don't want to ruin the gift. No, you know, yeah. I think like the, the smaller poster of like an older, you know, some carousel or something. Oh, right. right. We don't have those details Framed. here. So she's got to, hopefully she knows her friend's taste. Yeah. But that's the thing that says like classic theater, classic musical theater. It's right. A, you know. And giving somebody something like that is really telling them, I think you have good taste. Yeah. And so it's also a compliment. Kate, I think that your friend is going to be stunned by your generosity and your thoughtfulness. And it's all thanks to me. <laughs> Amy has helped, but it's largely my doing. So, Kate, go on and do what you need to do. And hopefully your relationship will just this one upping will keep happening until it destroys the relationship. And then you can forget about giving each other gifts. That's a good strategy. It's a good plan. I think we got into that and gave such good advice there that we don't have to answer another question. I agree. I mean, people can only ask for so much. You want to end on a high note. You want to, if you, the next question, who knows, it could end up with, with you and I in a fight. And then people leave the podcast in a sour mood. You and I drift apart. We each get a migraine. We each, <laughs> <laughs> a migraine meld. Yeah. And uh, that could be devastating. Amy, this mask is beautiful. I'm so Thank excited. You. I hope that this sparks something in me and suddenly I'm collecting masks. I don't know how it's going to fit in with your decor, but... I will find you know, a way. Cram it in somehow. Well, I told you about a few months ago, I received this giant box. I had ordered something online and received this giant box and I opened it up and it was a tiki mask that was like 40 pounds. Oh my God. It was not what I had what? ordered. That's was, great. Did you send it back or is it here? I, I tried to game the system. I tried to be like, because I wanted it, of course. I didn't yeah. want to pay for it. But I was like, maybe I could have a giant tiki mask in my backyard. So I tried to game the customer service by being more difficult than I needed to be about returning it. Uh -huh. They demanded that I return the mask. So I said, okay, wow. I'll just leave it on my porch and you can come find it. Yeah. Thinking that was my last ditch effort yeah. for them to be like, okay, we'll keep it. 
they came and found it like in the middle of the night and it was gone. Well, well maybe it got stolen. Somebody That's came a good and question. found it. But uh, God, I just, wish I could have seen it. I know. I wish everyone. I wish I would have thrown a post-COVID party all about my tiki yeah, mask. Yeah, tiki party. What are you gonna do? Well, thank you so much for being here. I've had a wonderful it's time. My pleasure, Bridger. And thank you for the theme song. I mean. This podcast is whatever it is, but at least people, the first 45 seconds, they get an incredible world-class treat. Nobody can deny that. I appreciate the compliment. And I mean, I mean it's no, come on, Eileen, but, <laughs> but I, I am wearing overalls without a shirt. So <laughs> Amy stumbled out. out of her car without a shirt on, just overalls. I asked <laughs> Amy, what are you doing? <laughs> but here we are recording. Said, the you'll find out later. <laughs> If you ask the right questions, you'll know what's happening here. Um, listener, that's the end of the podcast. And uh, that's the end of you being outside with us. And so, you know, we've all got to be careful. And so we're all spending more time outdoors with our friends distantly apart. Let's be careful. We're in the final act of this horrible pandemic, fingers crossed. So let's just uh, keep being careful. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads when I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home 